millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Force Center, the big show, the main show, the superstar store of our fleet. As always, I am joined by the wonderful and lovely and beautiful Joseph Scrimshaw. Thank you. I feel beautiful today. And the even more wonderful and lovely, beautiful Jennifer Landa. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, guys, we're together again. Yeah. yeah. Jennifer, you've been on some more adventures. I, I have, but not as exciting okay. <laughs> as last time. <laughs> yes. Family adventures. Family, right? Family adventures. <laughs> it was fun, though. Yes, it was fun. That counts, too. That yes. counts, too. Um, guys, we're here to discuss a lot of the Star Wars news. There's been a lot of big news lately in the Star Wars world. A lot of fun news. A lot of things. Uh, we're also together again. And, and if you guys would let me and indulge me, I'd like to maybe address some things going around in, in the in the world. The yes. hot knapsack rumors. The 
<laughs> hot knapsack <laughs> world, world news. Um, so yeah, as it's been made public now, I have left uh, Defy Media and Screen Junkies, where I was the producer and occasional on-air talent for them, and I love those guys, and I'm so glad I had the opportunity for the last year plus to work with them. Uh, I've now joined Complex Media, and I'll be a producer, writer, and uh, occasional on-air talent, uh, working with the Collider Videos brand. Um, that's how the business works. Um, but a lot of questions. First of all, everyone's been thank, uh, been th- uh, I've been I'm thankful for the warm outpouring of support for people who are excited to me join that team. And I will be appearing on Jedi Council with Darth Holoff and John Campy and Tiffany Smith and Mark Ellis and Mark Riley. Um, but a lot of people are now asking, uh, and it's a valuable, important question: Will Force Center continue? Will my uh, part of Jedi Council affect anything here? And and I'm happy to say um, that uh, we are still going to be together as a team and and charge in the future. There's no way I'd be turning my back on Forza. So, yeah. what would we do? Well, I'm replaceable. I'm I'm I'm, I'm like uh, I'm a, I'm I'm a protocol droid. You can go find another one. But. Um, uh, to the fans listening, we appreciate your support. Our support has grown in the last uh, few months, and I only think it's going to be positive with me being on Jedi Council occasionally. I'm not going to be a regular member of the council. I'll, I'll appear from time to time, and that's going to help raise our profile. But Force Center is a is a now more than just a passion project for us three. It is something that uh, we are going to continue to grow as we go into 2017. So I'm just reaffirming that Force Center is definitely here to stay. Yes, and I'm very glad that the real you is here with us because I have cloned you. <laughs> That's and true. The, the Ken clone isn't quite right yet. <laughs> right. He got some, he has most of your your charm and your wit, but not your like ticks. Not it, the, the the things that really make you you. Is it is it like the fourth Michael Keaton from Multiplicity? <laughs> I like pizza. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's where I'm at right true. now. It's true. The Ken clone really likes pizza almost <laughs> as much as me. Almost as much as you. Uh, so we're back. Um, also, because of this, I feel we uh, need to address this. If you're listening to this Tuesday, this past weekend, you were like, "Hey, Ken, there wasn't a spotlight Star Wars. Were you going to answer your critics?" For hating on the Rogue One trailer, the second trailer, um, because I, I left Defy Media, I had to return some uh, uh, company-owned uh, equipment. So, therefore, <laughs> I currently have a computer that I'm working off of that I purchased in 2004. Um, so, I fired that up to try to just get in basic internet in my house beyond just the phone. And uh, because of that, I can't record on my own right So, right look now. at Ken's uh, My <laughs> Journal post uh, called yes. Spotlight Star Wars. That's from 2004. You can go to my GeoCities site um so i know what he's listening to his current mood that's right oh, that's right uh, spotlight star wars will return and and um when i went public with my i guess dislike of the second rogue one trailer uh everyone responded most people were very positive and some people uh, seemed to express some sort of disappointment disappointment in my uh even being alive but um <laughs> i think uh, that's overstating we'll address that in this episode yeah, today we're yeah. gonna we're gonna as a team gonna go into rogue one the second trailer but uh, uh that is my opening preamble uh, preamble so thank you so much uh jennifer joseph for letting me speak and address oh absolutely yeah. i think yeah good good news segment the hot namsock rumors and maybe <laughs> have some Hotlander rumors sometimes. Yeah. Hotlander is the band that I started. It actually sounds like some delicious barbecue. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It really does. Hotlander oh. sandwich. Oh, that could win some awards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, hot scrimshaw. Mm, no, no, that's a sandwich so not to order. It's a good beer, don't, don't. not a good sandwich. <laughs> excellent beer, yeah. An excellent beer. Uh, hot scrimshaw. Yeah, so we're going to get into the news for just a yeah. second, but I think we also just wanted to acknowledge the existence of the Ahsoka novel, right? <laughs> Yes. Like, let's uh, just nod at it. 
because yes. we don't mm-hmm. uh, we we haven't all finished reading it, so yeah. we might yeah. be able to get like a full review out. But if we don't have time to do a full yeah. review in the next couple of weeks, I wanted to just like talk about it for just a second. Yeah, you have completed it. I'm under halfway through, I think. Yeah, and I'm yeah. thinking about it. <laughs> Jennifer's aware <laughs> of his existence. The ti- like the title and the cover are great, right? They're you like excellent. both of them. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I think if people are at all questioning whether they should read it, mm-hmm. and you're a big Star Wars fan, I would say for sure. Uh, because I think the great thing about it is that it is filling in a lot of information about this time period that we've had a lot of questions about. Absolutely. It's happening like a year after mm-hmm. Order 66, yeah. and it fills in a lot of questions about little canon stuff, but big picture stuff mm-hmm. of where are what is it like to be a Jedi who survived the Purge? Yeah. Absolutely, and as a, an Ahsoka fan, I knew I was going to read it and was hoping it could match my expectations of, of the book because, again, Ahsoka's a great character and grew into a great character, yeah. and there's a lot of questions we have, and, and Rebels is trying in some ways to, to you know, they brought her back, and it kind of created more questions, and, and this is kind of getting to go back, and, and, and uh, so far, it's very much delivered. It's definitely a young adult teen-themed novel, um, but uh, so was Lost Stars. Yeah. Um, and this one, not as good as Lost Stars yet, but not a lot of things are yeah. in the Star Wars universe right now. Um, but it, like you said, Joseph, some big themes about the Force and the void in the Force following the, yeah. the Purge and Order 66 and uh, just some great stuff. And uh, I'm saying and a lot because I'm trying not to give away. <laughs> um, but read it. It is definitely worthy yeah. of the uh, of the name Ahsoka and that character. Yeah, and definitely down the line we'll talk about some of the more uh, interesting canon things that have developed. But I think it's from that book, but I think it's a little bit uh, too early for that. There's, right. a, I think it's a fascinating sort of meta story because Ahsoka has always been defined by her relationship with other characters. She was the Padawan to Anakin, mm-hmm. and she came into Rebels as the hero. So there's this almost meta level where this is the book where we finally, she is alone, and we as an audience get to be alone with her. Right. Mm-hmm. And really, she gets to define herself. So I think that's one of the really cool things about it. Mm-hmm. The last thing I wanted to say about it is, uh, for people who are curious, because a couple people tweeted this question, you don't need to have watched Rebels. I think you're going to be pretty confused if you don't know the Clone Wars. Like, I feel like you're not... Yes. You can certainly understand it, but it's not anywhere near as rich if you haven't at least watched part of the Clone Wars. So I would say yeah. definitely uh, watch at least a sampling of the Clone Wars and then list the one leads you right up to Rebels. So you don't need to have right. watched Rebels. Right. Fair enough, fair enough. But another uh, great addition to the new Star Wars canon. So we will, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll dive into it when I f- finish the book. Um, yeah, I, I, we are fortunate enough, Joseph, to get some sample books from Delray, and you and I realized at the same time, oops, not Delray. These are not from Delray. I'll have to no. purchase this like I'm in steerage on the Titanic. <laughs> and, uh, I have to I wander <laughs> the teen section of Barnes & Noble, <laughs> yeah. which Ooh, I did. Yes. I, I uh, ordered it uh, from the control room of Movie Fights, actually. <laughs> I better get this now. Anyways, but it's there, so that's that. Let's dive into some news. Jennifer Landa, we love when you're back because you can lead us through this discussion of the latest in Star Wars news. Yes, and there has been some big news this week, and that is that the upcoming Han Solo standalone film has found its Lando Calrissian. Donald Glover has been cast as everyone's favorite smoothie, and judging from the reaction (laughs) online, Star Wars fans are happy. Yeah. They are excited about this casting. I actually love, in the joint statement to StarWars.com, directors Phil Lord and Chris Muller said, quote, 
These are big shoes to fill and an even bigger cape. And this one fits him perfectly, which will save us money in alterations. <laughs> also, we'd like to publicly apologize to Donald for ruining Comic-Con for him forever. End quote. <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't yeah. read that. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, great. Uh, it bodes well for the sense of humor of the film. Right? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. So uh, my question is, how do you guys feel about this casting news? I mean, I think we kind of all want, as a collective, yes. Star Wars fans, this was kind of the choice we seemed to have won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was rumors and it was kind of coming up. Uh, so I am happy. Mm-hmm. Do I have reservations? Tiny, tiny ones. Yeah. But overall, this is a home run for me. I had tiny reservations, as I've talked about before, so I'll keep it short, of I know him so much from that community role and he's so good at playing that kind of comedy that sort of makes fun of mm-hmm. almost uh, being serious, that he plays serious in order to be comic so i had a hard right. time picturing him and the wall of people saying oh my god i've seen him in other things and he's perfect for this role i always thought like yeah he had the charisma and everything um so i came around to it a couple weeks ago so luckily i was in the same place of everybody which i think is validation this doesn't even feel like happiness of like hey good good call this seems like the internet cast him as lando yeah and then right. when the actual film did it feels like the internet is saying Thank you. We told you to do that. For once, you did something we told you to do. Yes. You didn't screw yeah. it up for once, so we don't have to yell at you. Yeah, right. yeah. absolutely. I mean, I, and I, th- I, I, that's my one reservation is um, he is, uh, I haven't seen Atlanta yet, which is his show on FX. I've heard amazing, amazing things. Amazing yeah. things about it. Um, I view him, I don't want to say as a sketch player, but Community was kind of an alternate reality comedy show, and he hit a home run in that series. Yeah. But I do have that reservation of, am I going to look at him? Is he, is he doing a sketch show version of Lando? Um, obviously, his skill set is going to be that, that he will not do that. But yeah. can I get over that? And I think, obviously, I will, because he, he looks the part. He's earned the part, in my view. He's such a talented young performer, and he's yeah. been hitting, like I said, home runs time and time again with everything he does. So I'm excited. It brings, it brings some, some excitement, some fun to this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It also, I think, promises a good presence of Lando. This, yeah. Oh, right. uh, the internet would, you know, collectively flip the table of reality yeah. if this is just like a drive-by scene of like right. Han just walks in by, hey, Lando, hey, Lando. hey Han, <laughs> like, you cast Donald Glo-. Like, right. yeah. So that, yeah. I think this means we're going to get a lot of Lando. Yeah, mm. absolutely. You, Jennifer? I think what, what got me excited was seeing how excited everyone else was about yeah. this casting because I'm not as familiar with Donald Glover. Um, I did see a little bit of him in Magic Mike XXL, I think it was. And I was actually surprised because I had a very specific image of who I thought he was, which yeah. is this comedy sketch artist kind of guy. And he was definitely different. And people keep pointing to that role saying, yeah, he can be smooth. He can be cool. Mm-hmm. Mike only reservation is with Billy D. Williams there was like a debonair kind of quality and mm. that charm that just oozes out of him oh I mean that's just <laughs> Billy D. He's like that yeah. in person. I yeah. met him once at, at when I worked at this restaurant. He is Lando Calrissian you know <laughs> just a smooth guy. So it'll be interesting to see if Donald can tap into that. I think that's a really great point because I think there's something about Billy D. Williams that's inherent to him but he was mm-hmm. also like inherent to the time of like exactly. what the idea of charming was and what the idea of a ladies man was right. in the late mm-hmm. 70s early 80s totally. that yes. imagining anyone plays that playing that feels like 
a comedy sketch about the late 70s. Can you imagine? It kind yeah. of reminds me of like Three's Company, the Regal Beagle, uh-huh. with a bar, that, you know, and like some uh-huh. guy, hello there, what have we here? Like, it's a very specific yeah. uh-huh. suaveness. Well, oh, I think- shall I unbutton my shirt? One more button for the ladies. <laughs> Loosen yeah. my chain. You truly belong here in the class with us. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest challenges of this movie, to hear you describe it that way, both of you talk about that. Um, Billy D was that. And Harrison Ford, was that right. yeah and i don't want to boil it down to a time when men were men that's kind of foolish and outdated but there's something to be said mm. about those guys being who those characters were and letting that shine through um you know harrison's a great actor but he's still harrison in a lot of what he does yeah. and so it comes it shines through billy d is cold 45 billy d man <laughs> and ken donald and, and alden ehrenreich tap into that or are they just acting that's the right. big question for anybody who's stepping into that role. will it work every time right yeah right. that's right. the question <laughs> that's it so that those are definitely big big shoes to fill for both of them mm-hmm. but i'm confident in this team and very excited yeah oh, me definitely. too more than i thought i'd be for this movie yeah, I'm, I'm, too. I'm yeah. ecstatic about it. Yeah, yeah. who knew? Well, it, moving into the world of books, USA Today shared an exclusive excerpt from the upcoming novel, Catalyst. The book will be released on November 15th of this year and acts as a lead-up to Rogue One. We'll get to learn a little bit more about Galen Erso and or- Orson Krennic's relationship and how that shaped Jin's childhood. Um, and actually, in the excerpt that USA Today shared, we learned that Galen and Orso are good friends, um, and that even if they are on the opposite sides of the war, we also learn that Galen and his wife Lyra and their baby girl Jin have been taken captive for some unknown reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought it was a really good excerpt, but it kind of reminded me of like, was this going to be required reading material before we see the film, which took me back to like Aftermath, mm-hmm. which I know you guys both read. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that enhanced your movie going experience? Going into The Force Awakens. No. I feel like this is the opposite. I feel like they are responding Mm. to maybe some fan criticism that the journey to The Force Awakens Mm. was hamstrung by hinting at things but not saying things Mm. because they didn't want to spoil kind of where exactly our characters were. Uh, And uh, a lot of our fans have, it's come up a lot on Twitter and Facebook of like, I really, really wish that they had released things like Before the Awakening before right. The Force Awakens mm-hmm. so we could be a little bit more in tune with it. Mm. Uh, and just like with the action figures, some of the things that popped up in those Journey to the Force Awakens novels and comic books like didn't end up being anything of merit. Yeah. So this seems like the total opposite of like, we're going to give you the meaty backstory. So yeah. you, if you're a super deep Star Wars nerd, you can really appreciate this. Yeah, I think... An, um, uh, you mentioned Before the Awakening, which is a set of uh, three shorter stories yeah. about uh, Poe, Ray, and uh, Finn, and they were all great. And I, I wonder if I would have liked knowing them before. I think it would have added. Yeah. But I, the movie, you know, I kind of like the movie needs to stand. I, I believe the movie needs to stand on its own just enough because um, more most people aren't going to read them. But, you know, the stuff with Finn was more weighted to me knowing what I knew from Before the Awakening. Yeah. Before the Awakening. So I'm definitely going to make a point to read this book before the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, can, I I love that it's taking place in the Clone War era. I love all that kind of You may have heard rumors that I hate Rogue One now, but uh, I'm really <laughs> excited about the story and, and excited about this novel. I didn't read the ex- excerpt because uh, I don't even like to spoil novels. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm going to read it a month before. 
sounds good to me. Yeah, absolutely. And I th- I'm excited about it because it does tie back to so much we, that we already know from the Clone Wars and some kind of messy uh, confusion right now about didn't the Geonosians design and start building the Death Star? Oh. But now this guy's in charge. So I think it's going to take care of some of those bigger, deep Star Wars nerd questions mm. that yeah. random people don't care about. Right, yeah. right. Cool. Which is a shame. They should. Indeed, <laughs> they should. <laughs> Oh, well, speaking of movies, like every director in Hollywood, Joss Whedon says he wants to direct a Star Wars film. In an interview with Complex Magazine, he said, do I want to make a Star Wars movie? Yeah. I was like, I don't want to make a Star Wars movie. Like, God damn it, why? But I saw the trailer for Rogue a while ago, and I was like, I want to do that. To make a Star Wars movie and not be wed to the bigger picture. End quote. Are you guys Joss Whedon fans? Yes. Ah. I am a huge fan of Joss Whedon. Really? Yeah. I Yeah, I think he took undo uh beatings on the second avengers movie i think it's oh, yeah, i think definitely. it's great uh, it's got a couple little problems but i think it's great i think joss whedon is great i the thing i love about joss whedon is you can freeze any frame you can take any line of dialogue you can take any character and he put thought into it and there's never a missing piece you might not like what he did with the piece where he put it <laughs> but he has thought about it and I, I i as a writer and a creator that's the way i like things structured not just a let's go over here and find out, but like I sat and thought and I, I feel like with Joss Whedon. So I would love for him to make a Star Wars movie. Mm. Yeah, uh, I am. Um, I'm a fan of his in general. I liked the first Avenger. I thought, I thought it was an amazing job with a complicated cast of characters. Yeah. Age of Ultron, I didn't like as much, but not him. I saw the fingerprints of conference rooms all over that movie. The things that I didn't like. There's other things. I'm, it's on record i'm not a big superhero guy so yeah um but i i like him a lot and um like what he has to do and say so i'd be totally excited i think there's a lot of people that would excite me to hear that they're making a star wars um film we're gonna talk about it later but i mean ava duvernay uh, being rumored and long kind of been thought as maybe a person who could be uh in a a star wars galaxy um that kind of excites me too so i'm excited if he was like yeah i want to do it like if someone wants to tell you a star wars story who's had such a track record yeah totally totally would like that I think the fans would go nuts if yeah. they said, yes, he's going to direct it. Are you a fan? I am a fan. I like his work. I agree about the thoughtfulness and the heart and the characters. Yeah. And I, obviously, mm-hmm. I love his, the female characters that he creates. Mm-hmm. I would also love to see him add some you know, musicality, maybe a little bit of <laughs> <laughs> some Star Wars oh, musical yeah. elements. I think that oh, would be it. If there's anyone to make a Star Wars musical, <laughs> it would be Joss Whedon. Can you imagine? Wow. I love it. it. It won't happen. But, yeah. Um, and I rock. The yeah. most fascinating part of this... To me, because it, it, it was again like like all of these uh, articles that come out, like Joss Whedon wants to make a Star. It's one offhanded thing he said right. in a list of movies he'd like to make. So it's yes. not like he's actually knocking on Disney's door saying, "Let me yeah. in right now." Yeah. Uh, but I love this to make a Star Wars movie and not be wed to the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so interesting that uh, filmmakers are looking at the promise of Rogue One of I don't need to be hemmed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think maybe they do because they do. it's a delicate web of canon. Because I'll tell you what, that canon and that uh, serving that and also trying to serve the story and just being entertaining, it's getting problematic. And we're, I make jokes uh, on Schmoes. I made jokes recently about a Willy Wonka cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> and a Woodstock cinematic universe because they're doing a Janis Joplin story. Like, that kind of stuff is possible. And I think it's it's tiring because it is does become conference room filmmaking. And a guy like Whedon, who, you know, created some wonderful worlds on his own. Yeah. Um, I think the freedom that, that uh, Rogue One, a lot of pressure on Rogue One for a lot of various different reasons. Mm-hmm. And that's one of them. I think that's the biggest one because mm-hmm. if the general public is interested in random Star Wars movies, then yeah. yes, you can tell Joss Whedon to go like, 
or do some rebels crash land at a mm-hmm. musical variety theater planet? <laughs> right, go for it. Uh, it won't be that. connected to canon at all. Uh, not yeah. at all, but it's yeah. far enough removed that it can be its own little thing. If mm-hmm. Rogue One succeeds, then maybe we get those things. Otherwise, it's really, like you said, mm-hmm. tightly controlled. Yeah. There was actually something really interesting on Twitter. Pablo Hidalgo of Lucasfilm had a conversation with a fan who was like, it, do you know everything that's mm. going on in the canon? This was great. And yeah. Pablo was like, no, we don't want to know because mm-hmm. we want to leave room for storytellers to fill it in. But the, the fan was kind of adamant. He's like, well, why not? Shouldn't you know everything? Wouldn't that make it better? But he's like, no, because it gives them the mm-hmm. freedom, like what you're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe it will happen. I would like to see it. Uh- if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Um, so moving, oh right, The Force Awakens. We are getting the 3D Collector's Edition of The Force Awakens on November 15th. Of course we are. Are we? Oh, we, we are. Are, we're all doing it, aren't we? Of course. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, because maybe. the thing is, yeah, but this, this is actually good stuff because I was like, eh. But what's coming out of it, Star Wars has given us a few clips from the Blu-ray uh, Blu to kind of get us excited. Uh, one of the clips, we can break it down. The first one was of J.J. Abrams, his commentary on that pivotal moment between Han Solo and Kylo Ren. J.J. Um, Abrams talks about how Kylo Ren is actually being convinced to walk away from this at that moment, mm -hmm. but Snoke is using him, and he realizes that he's gone too far. J.J. also said that Lawrence Kasdan's son John helped with the rhythm of that scene. Mm -hmm. I think that learning about that type of stuff is going to be what makes it worth it. Oh yeah, this is it's all great, and I'm going to buy that. I am a little annoyed that they're doing the double dip thing. Yeah. Uh, we're going to put the content that you really actually wanted as deep hardcore fans mm -hmm. on this second release, but I guess that is the answer they got the one out real quick for people who just want to watch the movie yeah. and then all of us uber nerds will <laughs> buy this one um I, I like this stuff here because uh um what it did for me is re reaffirmed that the kylo character is still one of the more interesting characters in the star wars galaxy uh, i had interpreted scene in uh, that scene in that way so maybe mm -hmm. i'm just happy i feel justified i i thought there was a moment that kylo was like maybe i should you know, he wasn't playing Han. He mm. was. It was a real moment between father and son that went the way it did. So I, I like that uh, kind of uh, inside track, and maybe I will buy it or just come over to Justice House with a <laughs> bottle of whiskey and say, let me watch. Absolutely. Uh, you are welcome anytime. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Ken. I always interpreted the scene that way, so there is an egomaniacal part of it of, like, validation, uh, and that goes for the next clip we're going to talk about, too. Uh, yes. But... Uh, I, I do really like having having that confirmation that I just want this pain to be over. I'm paraphrasing uh, mm -hmm. that he he wants a decision one way or another. Yeah, mm -hmm. and even watching it again uh, with this clip made me think about how much this is Kylo's uh, a little bit of success for Kylo in that he did the thing that that Vader never managed to do, mm -hmm. which is directly kill a mm -hmm. loved one. Yeah, like Vader slaughters a lot of people, but he can't bring himself yeah. to kill Luke, uh, and I'm yeah. sure other people have noticed that. But that's it yeah. made me think of that. Of like, well, this is a little triumph for him yeah. in that he wants to be like Vader. And now he did something that surpassed what Vader could ever do in terms of evil. Right. Right. Mm. Mm. Well, let's talk about the second clip, uh, which is at Maz's castle, where Unkar Plutt shows up and confronts Rey about his stolen Millennium Falcon. Chewie steps into the confrontation. And then, which they did not show this clip, but supposedly he's out there, he rips off. Uncar Plutt's arm. Yeah. The question is, are we going to see that in the deleted? I, I, I wasn't quite clear from this article that I saw. Yeah, I interpreted it as we were. It would be really mm -hmm. annoying if, if we don't, because that's in the book, it's right? It's in the book, yeah. So everybody knows that that's out there. Yeah. Right. 
and it will be really fun to see. Yeah, um, it would be fun to see the scene itself that they clipped the show. The, the the CG doesn't look complete. It's one of those yeah. things, yeah. and it's it came off so cheesy to me. And it's not great in the book either. Mm-hmm. We had heard going in. I before the book came out, I was like, oh, that scene's going to be in there, and that stuff. It, I didn't like it much in the book. It didn't took the story in a weird direction. I, I think it's cool to see Chewie finally rip an arm off. Yeah, uh, I might be. I might that might be worth the price of admission. But uh, this is going to be confusing because now I'm like, is is this is this actually canon now? Does I don't think Uncar so. Plot, is that what happens to him? Because I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Well, huh. I'm sure Pablo is answering that right now on Poor Twitter. Pablo. Poor Pablo. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, for myself, I don't consider it canon until it's in the movie. Deleted scene right. isn't canon because right. I don't which want Moss to J- be a force user. Yeah. Which is what JJ says. Yeah. JJ says no. I cut those scenes. Like that's the story. I don't like deleted scenes. Director cuts. Oh yeah. Right. He yeah. did say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm, I I, know. I I agree. I didn't when I watched that clip. I didn't really. I thought it was kind of over the top a little bit I don't yes. know so yes. I thought oh that's a good reason why it's deleted you know yeah well so. when he's like poking Chewie's arm yeah. it was comical yeah and not in a good way necessarily to me no but I don't know I could be wrong I could be the grump again yeah <laughs> no 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 I, yeah I thought it made uh, it took a little bit of uh, um strength away from Ray even yes. where she was at that yeah. point uh-huh. for him to keep slapping the blaster away in that little yeah. scene so good cut JJ well done well done <laughs> yep so this third clip I was really excited about because J.J. Abrams is, again, his commentary on the battle between Ray and Kylo Ren and how uh, Ava DuVernay, mm-hmm. DuVernay, I always DuVernay. Miss, DuVernay, DuVernay, excuse me. Yeah. Yes, DuVernay said that Ray needed to have, quote, one really cool moment before she turns the tables on Kylo Ren and then de- defeats him. Mm-hmm. So J.J. added that shot of Ray closing her eyes and listening to the Force. I know some people actually didn't like that shot, did you guys like that shot? No, I always loved that shot. And I think it's one of the things that Ken and I talked a lot about mm-hmm. in our big breakdown of The Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, of People had concern that it felt a little too slow. I had that concern that it was slow and too over the top, like she's using the Force, until I realized the scene itself kind of slows down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when they show Kylo's face, his hair, everything is, it's like, I want to say slow motion, but it just, the moment it is slowed down in time. Yeah. So that made me appreciate the scene like a little bit slower better. Slower motion. Yeah. And I love that lightsaber fight. So there's everything about it. And um, yeah, to hear the explanation of it, it makes sense. So definitely a, yeah. a positive thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, that was, this was another moment of egomaniacal val- validation mm-hmm. of the, like the second or the third time mm-hmm. I saw the movie that opening weekend. I realized, oh, wow, she is doing exactly physically what Maz mm-hmm. told right. her to do. Right. And that, exactly. that made, I always like the moment because I do think that it needs that moment of accepting the force. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. I like that rhythm of, well, she actually listened to her teacher. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. I no. liked that it, it showed how J.J. is a collaborator. Yeah. It really, that he would share this, this scene with his friend basically and kind of get her opinion and it was a, a wonderful moment that she added and mm. that's cool that he, he gave her a shout out too you know and yeah try to claim it. i did everything yeah well and i think also that's why going back to previous discussion with whedon that's i think somewhat intentional to say like hey she knew star wars mm. hey. oh, sure. <laughs> you know? yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, I, I think that could be setting up something that's Totally speculation, but I think mm-hmm. we'd all be happy with yeah, that. So we don't know what's going on with that 2020 movie yet. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that's it. 
Wow, that is That's a lot plenty. of Star Wars news. I know, yeah, right. That was a lot. That's a lot, and it's and it's and the more to come. Uh, we we as we build up Rogue One, man. I mean, uh, thank you, Jennifer. Where we wouldn't. Uh... I've been gone. I'm like, okay, guys, here's all the latest. Here's all the news. That's good. And uh, like like you said, uh, Joseph, Rogue One is coming up, and uh, we are together as a team to maybe discuss a little bit of the second Rogue One trailer. We're yeah. not gonna do... This isn't a breakdown, a reaction. Uh, that's been done already. It's been a, a couple weeks now. Um, but uh, guide me through this, Joseph. Yeah, so I wanted to talk because I, I uh, listened to your Spotlight Star Wars, mm-hmm. and Jennifer, I watched your video, not your reaction video, but your your more discussion of the themes mm-hmm. and the ideas of the trailer. So yeah, I just wanted to talk uh, in a group a little bit about our yeah. feelings about the trailer, and mm-hmm. also, this is just me wanting to talk to my Star Wars pals, and then mm-hmm. the audience gets to listen. Oh, I love it. I haven't that. actually got to... We uh, haven't had that chance. I haven't got to tell you guys about the toys I have, oh. or oh. my toy-getting experiences, or hear about your toy-getting experiences, uh, yeah. so I, yeah. I just wanted to spend a couple minutes just kind of breaking down some of that, and I know it's not yeah. minty fresh, but some of that Rogue One experiences. Right, right. Um, so I wanted to start with the trailer. We yeah. talked a little bit about... Your Spotlight Star Wars. You got mm-hmm. some feedback uh, from Which our I fans. Asked for. Yeah. I said, use the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars to let's have a positive conversation. If you love it, tell me why you love it. Mm-hmm. And I did get that. And I that's why I will be doing an episode to address that. Okay. Um, but then I got some, you know, not over the top hate. I've gotten worse in other areas yeah. and other venues. But yeah, a lot of people like, I've, got, I've turned to the dark side. And you were very clear that you like, you're still very excited about the movie. It's just that you didn't like the way this trailer was cut, presented. Thought it was a bad trailer. Thought yeah. it was a pedestrian by the numbers trailer. And Jennifer, what? you loved it, right? I called it perfection. Okay. Uh, and, uh, as I saw. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I, will, I will be the Bendu. <laughs> I will be in the middle. Wow. Uh, fight, 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 yeah, yeah. fight. Uh, no, I, I thought it was, I, I agreed with some of Ken's criticisms yes i, I can think see that. partially because i enjoyed the one before it so much yeah the and celebration th- one or the the one the, the, the first, very first the first one. official one the okay, first, the first official, official one the teaser was great too teaser was great i like yeah. the teaser the yeah. first official one gave us like lots of great visuals mm-hmm. and it gave us a moment i think it balanced the tone and it presented a war movie that was also going to have a little bit of of hope and mm-hmm. fun to it mm-hmm. and it didn't give away any of the plot so mm-hmm. i think i was at the point of like that's everything i want to know and, uh, you know, I, I am on, on record as also not liking as much of the plot given away. Mm-hmm. And I understand it makes it a better narrative to share with people. I thought they gave a little bit too much of the plot away. And I think they hit the hope beat just a little bit too hard in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Of like, okay, mm-hmm. we, we know from the trailer you released before that it is going to have that element of hope. And mm-hmm. I feel like they hit it a little bit hard. And my last thing was just the bias of I really wanted them to do a trailer that connected it more clearly for non-Star Wars fans. Like, I wanted a trailer that started with, like, the old, the crawl from A New Hope or mm-hmm. or oh. some dialogue from A New Hope. I see. And okay. then, like, a kind of more classic trailer of the booming voice saying, like, mm-hmm. you know, before Luke Skywalker, before the right. Death Star can be destroyed, <laughs> you know, you the wanted. rebels must strike. Or just something that Whoa. really, in an old-school way, really made it clear of, like, Oh, this happens before the first one? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. In a, yeah. it, not getting that, and this is totally my own dumb bias, so don't sure, yell sure. at me because I admit fully this is my dumb bias. Sure. Uh, I, I so wanted that that this made me almost feel like Disney was just saying, like, 
Yeah, screw the normal people. The the nerds will come. Really? Yeah. I felt like it really played well for people who don't know as much about it. Um, a lot of because I'm around a lot of non Star Wars sure. fans, and they were like, "That was awesome." Cool. It actually got them excited, and I feel like it it had some nostalgia. I feel like it really hit the relationships, which I I really appreciated. Yeah. We got to learn more about that. For mm. me, the the teaser, the first thing that we saw was the teaser. What will you become? That was awesome. Oh, that was chill-inducing. Chill-inducing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that this was m- more sweeping, more emotional for me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Really, adventure, Star Wars. I didn't really care for the first trailer as much. Okay. The first official. It didn't right. really get me by the heart okay which this did right because this is telling this seeing the story of of Jin being a young person who's been affected by this for a very long time having yes. a troubled life and now she's finally going to do something about it oh my gosh and her scene like the way that she relates to her father and the reaction that that little actress gives you see Jin's strength in that moment and I was like oh my gosh this child she's mm-hmm. already like this soldier at such a young age in right. some sense so I, I really felt like we got to learn so much about the characters in such a sh- I've, I, I don't know I understand your point about revealing too much I, I well then that's just a problem with trailers though you know it's interesting I was watching Collider put out a, a article of ranking the best uh, Star Wars trailers oh, cool. going back oh, to the beginning yeah. it's great I, I suggest you look it up and sometimes occasionally I just like going to watch the Star Wars trailers Phantom Menace teasers very high up and they do rank it high um the the Return of the Jedi trailer trailers have changed. The art yeah. of trailers yes. has become an actual art. The best one is the Empire Strikes Back one, I think. Well, the original Star Wars one's pretty bad too. And I've talked about it on the show of like somewhere in space, this could be happening now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Empire one that you forget, it's the official Empire trailer because um, the teaser just has Macquarie artwork and it just goes yeah. through like the the, te- the the Empire one is Han is Harrison Ford. Doing like a bad voiceover, going follow the Avengers, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, <laughs> and it's and it's pretty like it's like they're gonna start on a snow planet, then they're gonna go up to this other thing where they meet this guy Lando, and it's like you forget trailers back in the day. Right. Return of the Jedi was like that too, but like that was in a way selling. I mean, it sounds yeah. crap now, and it is crap it compared is crap, to what it is. Yes. But at the same time, back then a sequel was only. We're going to do the same thing again mm. because the right. first one made money. So the idea of like, what? Continuing You're not, adventures. It's yeah. it's the continuing adventures. You're going to meet a new yeah. dude? There's a new planet? Yeah. What? So uh, I, so you made me think of that. That'd be hilarious if it was like, follow the adventures of the rebels before new host <laughs> is Rogue One. The adventures of Jen Erso and her team. Oh I very God. rarely wish that I was very good at editing film because like I believe that I could cut this trailer together and make it work. This is, this is just uh, this is just personal obsession that yeah. this trailer is perfect. Maybe it'll be a TV spot. Yeah. Uh, but I do take your point. A friend of mine, uh, Jennifer uh, C. Robert Cargill, who is one of the main screenwriters of Doctor Strange, oh. he was saying the exact same thing as you about it, that it's good for the masses because it's telling a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's showing you what a story is going to be. So I think my, my bias uh, of feeling like it wasn't clear enough for non-Star Wars fans, I think I'm probably just wrong uh, because I'm hearing that from enough smart people that uh, that it tells a story. I'm with you too. I just, it was like, I I keep saying the movie is going to be great. I keep believing in everything. I bought so much Jyn Erso merchandise, I'm considering (laughs) turning myself in. It's like, it's, it's, I'm so on board for it. I just was so not inspired, but I don't take it away. And that's, 
like same thing with when we, when I criticize rebels. If you love rebels, don't let me take it away. I don't get to you know. I grew up an Oasis fan, and people hate that band. Ooh. I still love it more than anything, and I don't need you to love it either. Wow. Um, I'm a pro wrestling fan. For years, people would make fun of me. Now it's you know over time it's become more popular. But I didn't need anyone to validate that. So I don't want anyone to feel like. I'm taking it away from them. If you were inspired by it, Jennifer, you're inspired by it. It's also a different, as a female Star Wars fan who grew up as a young girl needing your own thing, that, yes. it's definitely going to hit you different. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. That is, that's a huge thing. Yeah. That's As huge. it should. And mm-hmm. we're glad we're finally getting that story. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree. There wouldn't hurt to have one more female on that team. But hey. Agreed. We, yeah. we have Jen Lee. Yeah. And also uh, seeing a relationship between a parent and a child that is good and the parent and the child know who one another is and so does the audience <laughs> right, right, right. is kind of rare in Star Wars uh, filmmaking. Yeah. Uh, to, so to lead with that yeah. familial relationship That's is cool. There's some great stuff. And yeah. it just for me, again, I, 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 it's like it sounds like I'm poking fun, but it's like... The, the way they cut the speech stuff at the end probably is not how it's going to be in the movie, but it came off as cheesy to me, and I, I didn't like Sheridan Way going, oh, guys, yeah, that's right, it's hope, it's the word hope, she used hope, like, you get it, guys, get it? And 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 I, whereas I loved, what will you become? I didn't like, say the rebellion, say the song. I just didn't like the way anything was cut, and I'm worried sometimes about... Star Wars dialogue being cheesy, because guess what? There's a tradition of Star Wars dialogue being cheesy. But I feel like Bodie Rook, when he said, when he said Rogue, Rogue One, I thought he did a great job of delivering He's a great line. actor. I mean, because that's tough. Exactly. You're given that line as an actor, you're like, oh, shoot. God, it is tough. It. But, and, 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 again, it's, it's not, it, it, you know, now I'm going to get more hate. Oh, no. um, I didn't like that Rogue One, one of the most important call signs in the history of Star Wars, and some, you know, Rogue Two, by the way, flow, flew on Hoth. Rogue One was just this, um, uh, call us, uh, Rogue, uh, One. How about that? I, it underplayed I something. And it we, underplayed. we don't know. It, that's the way it's presenting itself in the trailer. So and we don't know, right? And that's why say the trailer was the, Exactly. And okay. I, and I agree with you that there were parts of the trailer I didn't like. Yeah. And I just felt like the other trailers have done a really good job of suggesting things, uh, with, a, a, an element of subtlety. And I think they yes. suggested with that first one, what will you become? Like, yeah. oh, is there a question of her morality? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of what it, what does it take to, mm. to win a to win a war, to fight a war? And then the second one, I can't remember the exact beats, the mm-hmm. the, the first main one, um, it, it got to that idea of hope. It had a lot of people talking to each other and being friendly, and it ended on a beat mm-hmm. of hope. So that for this one, it did just feel like, uh, where where was that subtlety? And maybe maybe right. the subtlety is gone because they want people to know this movie's not it's gonna have so much cool action, but it's not gonna be a bummer. It's okay. Yeah, Finn you, and Ray are not in this movie. Finn and Ray are not in this movie and it's <laughs> right. not gonna be a bummer. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Do you, are you are you concerned this could be a bummer? How about if we say the word hope really clearly five times? <laughs> oh, then you you'll guys. know it won't be a bummer. I'm, I guess I'm such no, a. No. I don't want to say sucker, but I just get into no, that. You no, know? you're not a sucker. Jennifer. You're not. I Rebellions want that. Are built on hope, guys. I know. I know. But <laughs> here's the thing: is like yeah. I think as a a Star Wars nerd, I want that. Mm-hmm. I was fighting for that before the the trailer before this one came out. I just felt like it, they just laid it on. Too thick for me. Heavy-handed. Is heavy-handed. Yeah. 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 Yeah, again, like I talked, the shot about the ATSD is one of my favorite oh, shots. That's great. It, I'm excited. Shot. Everything's good. Uh, I, I already have a man crush on Cassian Andor. Like, I'm on board. I'm <laughs> so on board. The first trailer we reviewed it, we were at the Collider offices. Yeah. We had played. You we and I were minds. giddy. We lost oh, yeah. our minds. Um, there was just something 
a little bit over the top too much, which is modern film marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I get it. Because there's a lot of people I know who are like, uh, yeah, they got another Star War? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Here it is. Where does yeah. it take place? Yeah. There's another Death Star in, in this space. Why is there another uh, Death Star? Yeah. I did. So, I again. loved the shirtless alien in prison with her. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. looks like he might be Catwall, who was an yeah. alien yeah. who was added in uh, 1997 Special Edition. Loved the crumbled Jedi statue. Uh, <gasps> yes. Tons yeah. of tons of things uh, that I just found amazing. I think more than anything is just me getting in my own head playing trailer doctor of what I think the trailer should be. And not responding to what it was. It's, again, like my criticism of the Wedge and Tilly's episode of Rebels. It was a good episode. And I'm glad they're bringing a Wedge. And I'm glad they're trying to fill in blanks. But I was like, well, that it's not how I viewed Wedge. Mm. I never in my wildest dreams thought Sabine was the one that rescued him. Um, that's my problem. It's my expectation. And so, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm admitting to. I just sometimes think in this modern age of Twitter and hashtags, uh, it's easy to tell me to be a fan when, uh, as a screenwriter of 13 years and a comic of 10, like sometimes sometimes jokes don't make me laugh because I know how the jokes work. Yes. <laughs> and so, so some of this stuff going on, I have a right to go, hey, yeah, I know what you're doing. I, I solved it. Um, <laughs> right. Other people don't have that. I wish I could turn it off. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it is like that trailer is a great example. I think of you can see the Matrix code behind yes. it, and I feel yes. like oh, I I want to I want to be pure and joyful and respond to just what you're telling me, but I'm responding to the Matrix code that, running behind it. I don't want to belabor it anymore, but yes, that's it. The the, the what will you become and everything gave me chills. Uh, this one I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. You're 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 leading up to New Hope. I get it, and and that's responding to knowing. Sometimes I, people go to comedy shows and they can. You never laugh. I'm like, I don't need to laugh. I know how humor works. So I'm watching it as a scientist mm-hmm. watching a comic yeah. break down an audience. I don't laugh anymore. Right. It's frustrating, you know. <laughs> um, so it's hard for me to get swept up in a lot of things, and I do Lord of the Rings. But then The Hobbit comes along, and I was like, Ugh. you get swept so, away yeah, the other direction, away the other way, <laughs> out so, of the theater. It is uh, about finding the joy, and and I like that jennifer you are inspired by it and and i, I just want to feel i'm, you're, you're, I'm you're, an actor i just am like <laughs> but your youtube breakdown was great you pointed oh, out a ton of stuff that i didn't see or think about your your breakdown was great and i think if anybody what is what was that actual video called because i think everybody who listens oh, should go watch it i think uh, here's why the the mm. star wars trailer was a uh, rogue one trailer was per- perfection yeah okay <laughs> and what, before, before we move on from the trailer jennifer uh-huh. what what is your favorite part of that last trailer what's the ultimate part um you know i do think the jedi statue that symbolically was such a everything the shots were so incredible that Mm -hmm. to me but that moment was really exciting love it yeah yeah i love the death star uh popping up over the planet just looks like such a creeper like what are you looking at death star you jerk (laughs) turn your little eye somewhere else creepy death star yeah uh i I will just say my own two cents uh uh on our general, uh, how, how much we criticize things or don't, mm-hmm. is that I think, uh, to steal the line that you invented for Jedi Alliance, that we are always celebrating Star Wars. Yeah. We are always excited about it. Uh, in general, I'm thrilled to be a, a positive podcast, but sometimes we're going to criticize and say, yeah. here, here are things that we're not sure about. And we'll always try to say, like, well, here's why, here's where it's coming from, but sometimes there's going to be some critiques. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and like I said, don't let anyone else, including me, take away your joy from something. Yeah, if you if you feel joy about it, feel joy. Um, we're gonna be there on December sixteenth, seventeenth, uh, just through watching the twentieth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> through the twentieth, watching this movie over and over and over because I'm sure and I have utmost faith that it's gonna be great. Yes, they could put out one more trailer and say, just say Rogue One, 
Joseph Scrimshaw, you suck. <laughs> that was the trailer. I'd still go see the movie five times. Regardless. It is what it is. I love, I love pasta, but if you serve me one and the center's cold, I'm going to say it's cold. Mm. Ooh, I <laughs> now like I'm that. hungry. I'm, no, I'm yeah. feeling that. Uh, really, so real quick, we want to cover some other stuff, but I just mm. really wanted to quickly, on the positive element mm. of Rogue One, uh, hear about toy experiences. Oh, now, yeah. Did, did you go out, uh, Ken, on Rogue One Friday? Uh, I, I did, but not for it. Um, and I think talked a little bit about Spotlight, so I don't want to give too detail here. But yeah, I, I because of my past job, I don't participate in forced retail movements. Okay. Um, you know, work, thir- <laughs> work 31 hours straight on Black Friday. and <laughs> Ken, no Retail no. movements, <laughs> yeah. oh. Um So I don't do it, but I just happened to be out and about um, and uh, stumbled into a store and okay. was like, got to have this, all this <laughs> stuff. So I have uh, pretty much the full complement of pops. I think I still need Bay's Malbus. I don't really collect the pops that are like Stormtroopers, and I, just, yeah. I, don't, I don't have the room for Scarif tro- Stormtrooper. Um, but I uh, got Sherrod M. Way and Jin, and, and, and I got the, next, ex- the exclusive Hot Topic Jin, and then I got the Black Series figures again. Again, ordered them on the fly nice. from uh, the Movie Fights producing booth. Um, got Cassie and Andor <laughs> and Jin. Um, haven't picked up the other ones yet. Um, and they're so great. And I'm glad that, yes, you can... There's no where's Jin hashtag nope. needed because she mm. is front and center as she should be, and um, uh, I just I just love this character already, and I love Cassian Andor already. He looks so much just in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. yeah. So so I'm excited. I got all the good things. Yeah. 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 I had two good uh, Rogue One shopping days mm. on Friday. Uh, the Rogue One Friday, my wife and I just uh, walked to the Hollywood and Highland big shopping mm. spectacle area, and uh, I got a Darth Vader pop in a really fun experience of. There was a Star Wars T-shirt that I really liked the design because I like simple, elegant. Yeah. Uh, and this was just the Death Star with some palm trees in front of it, which is obviously you know a scarif, but it just looked like the Death Star is going to destroy Los Angeles. That's what this T-shirt is about. And I was like picking it up, I was like I want it, and it's it was only available in ladies' cut. And oh. It was just like to my wife Sarah, she's like, I know it's like turnabout is fair play for one thing, and then it's like uh, Sarah. I, do you like this? She's like, yeah, I like it. I, I mean, I don't know if it's my favorite. It's like, can we please get it? So, because I just want to validate this design Aww. and I want to see it. And she's like, sure, let me go try it on. It's like, yeah, I like it. This is great. So, yeah. So, Sarah. Uh, she looked great in it. Yeah. I yeah. love that and she's shirt. She's modeling the hell out of it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, the other thing I wanted to share real quick is that we went out uh, the weekend after. So I had been too busy to get to like Toys R Us or Target to have mm-hmm. like the full toy experience. And had just a, a great experience in comparison to The Force Awakens where shelves were empty that Toys R Us had mm-hmm. a ton of yeah. Rogue One. And I turned the corner and saw the Stormtrooper uh, with the replaceable armor. Oh, like Mike Black had that told Mike us Black about. had, oh, yeah. yeah. And oh. Sabine. I found Sabine. Okay. So yeah. I got two action figures that I really wanted. And there was just like a ton to look at. More off that weird mm-hmm. big... Uh, mm. Uh, Harry White uh, alien character like they had they had a lot to choose from which was right. really awesome and then later in the day we went to Barnes and Noble and I spent a bunch of time in the teen section looking for Soka uh, <laughs> and we went to Target and Target was devastated there was nothing yeah. Yeah. you know I was like all right fine yeah. and I was, uh, wandered around the DVD section and I turned and I saw the uh, it's been out for a while it's not Rogue One but the yeah. Luke Skywalker pop the Luke Skywalker yes, from the Force I, Awakens yes. pop I have that one yeah not with a bunch of other pops like clearly somebody had put him in the wrong place and I gasped and then another man across the aisle 
like suddenly looked at me and I had that moment of sort of like joy shame. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the guy was like, mine, and you I guys fought for it. Oh, that's no, no, uh, no, I got yelled, that. That's mine. <laughs> and then Chewie ripped his arm off. It was great. Uh, no, it, it was, it, I just really wanted to share that. I, yeah. This full day of kind of Star Wars retail therapy and having a lot of those fun moments that I remember as a kid that I've wanted in new Star Wars of turning the corner and seeing the thing that you really wanted and didn't expect you'd find that day and just being filled with the joy of that. Oh, man. I'm living vicariously through you guys. Oh. Yeah, so Jennifer, you have not... No. Well, I, you know, I went to my Target the day after and it was there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. So really on my list are the Funko Pops. And now, thanks to, I think it was Born Again Eric on Twitter, he sent me a photo of Bistan... The space monkey, and uh, you guys just told me he's part of the Ewing Lego yeah. set, yeah. which I've got to buy now. I'm gonna buy. I've made that emotional commitment. Look at that face. It's great. Yeah, it's oh. amazing. I don't normally collect Legos, but I need a Biston the space monkey. So if they do not make an action figure of Biston the space monkey, oh, I think I'm gonna have to buy two so I can make earrings. Oh, you know, that's great. That would be, I'll have to go on eBay or something and somebody will mark them up crazy. Yeah, Love but that's uh, that's great. Uh, so we covered a little bit of, yeah. uh, of Rogue One. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about horror? Yeah, it's the time of the year. Yeah, so uh, we wanted to, this episode's coming out right before Halloween. I think it's a really fascinating time for Star Wars because if Rogue One, if Han Solo is successful, it might open the door to lots of different genres in mm-hmm. Halloween. So the two questions I wanted to pose to you guys is what your favorite horror moments in existing Star Wars are, mm-hmm. and if we got to the point where Star Wars could just make a full-out horror movie. This is a horror movie set in Star Wars mm-hmm. galaxy, what you would want it to be like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, I'll start with favorite horror moments. Um, the one that terrified me as a child. And... I'm certainly over it, but much like Large Marge in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, <laughs> I couldn't watch more longer than I'm comfortable saying with, without kind of covering my face because it scared me so much as a 10-year-old. Um, the Rancor Monster oh, really? terrified me when I saw the movie in theaters in 1983. I, uh, we're not even talking about terror because I, I don't really watch horror. I don't really watch scary movies because okay. I, I get scared and I don't <laughs> like being scared. Um, the rancor terrified me. So wow. I don't know if it qualifies as a horror moment, but it is a movie monster. It caused you terror. And it terrified me. Wow. Mm. Wow. How, how about you, Jennifer? Yeah. Do you have favorite moments? Well, thinking about what the horror genre is, it like plays on our fears, right? right. Mm-hmm. So like for me as a child, I was terrified of quicksand. I don't know why, but I feel mm. like there was a lot of like stories about quicksand and yes. the idea yes, that you could was. like fall through the earth and not know what you were going to. So for me, when I saw the Sarlacc pit, I was like, oh shoot. <laughs> not only am I going to go down into this monster, it's going to digest me and oh, that was yeah. terrifying. Even now, like it, it really creeps me out. I mean, I wouldn't close my eyes now. Sure, I'd make sure. a cake out of it. Um, but yeah, that was terrifying. Yeah, I can understand. I grew up uh, in Pismo Beach, California, so we have um, massive sand dunes there, and we used oh. to go play in them. And my dad and I would play jumping games, jump up but and I'd bring my figures and I'd play oh. Tatooine in the sand sometimes. <laughs> but there was always that, like, what if you go over the wrong hill and you find that? Quicksand <laughs> did seem like a legitimate threat. Like well, Quicksand did, that? and then Princess Bride, uh, yeah. when they go into the uh, the, the forest there and the, the lightning sand there, like that terrified me. Yeah, terrified. Yeah. Me. Understandable. Yeah. Uh, I think from the original trilogy, my favorite. A horror moment is the Wampa slapping Luke because that's actually yeah 
you know, cut like a horror movie. Oh, yep. Yeah. Because hey, what's everything's fine, right? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. And I remember uh, parents discussing it with one another of like, yeah. yeah, the movie's fine. There's just one moment that's too scary. And then as I got older, like that was too scary. But not the father cutting his son's hand off. That was cool. That's just discipline. But when that wampa pops up. Discipline. Oh, boy. I also, the reason that this always sticks in my head, these questions of what would be good for horror, is the Clone Wars episodes where the brain worms from Geonosis get into clones and you basically get Star Wars zombies. Yes. And that's, to me, like one of the the closest that the franchise has got to actually playing with tropes Mm -hmm. of of horror. Horror, yeah. Mm. Like for real horror. That yeah. always makes me think about, like, well, what would be the good horror movie? So do you guys have thoughts? Do you have pitches on the best horror mm-hmm. movie that Star Wars could do? Yeah, I would think something with a, a virus, which I, I think I'm pulling this from uh, that novel Death Troopers. So yes, yeah, yeah. Plagiarizing this. But, like, the idea of having a virus. And so, like, all the planets are infected, so you can't go on a planet. So you're literally trapped in space with oh. this virus. Oh, wow. What would you do? How would you handle that? And, of course, mm-hmm. everyone turns into zombies, like Death Troopers. I love that. Speaking of, like, primal fears, that's terrifying to mm. me. Yeah. Being to be, trapped. The, the being trapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not necessarily the, the horror, but just the... Uh, of what's coming after you, but just the restricting the movement. Right. Okay. And then not knowing like, am I infected or, you know, things like that. Right. Kind of like what the walking dead does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm. Do you have mm. thoughts, Ken? Yeah. You know, I, I take it to, you got the Sith, which are kind of these dark evil people yeah. in, in and of themselves. And we talked in detail about force ghosts last week with, with Roka. And uh, some people pointed about, Hey, like Lucas himself says the Sith can't become ghosts because that, I mean, it takes a selfless act yeah. to become a Force ghost. So maybe, maybe if that's true, but maybe there's some kind of Sith powers and Sith darkness that can overtake something. And maybe it's a treasure hunt. You know, we like going for, we like these people that go searching for Jedi artifacts and Sith artifacts, and that mm. happens a lot. It happens a lot in the comics. Um, there is a, in the Lando comic, he steals the Emperor's ship. Um, and there's these two royal guards on there, and when they fight them and kill them and they take off their masks, one of them is deformed. And the dark side of the Force was so strong on that ship because Palpatine had had Sith artifacts, it deformed and infected this royal guard. Unnatural. Unnatural. So maybe a little Sith ghost story, a little Sith darkness. And you could also go Sith Saw, where some kind of maniacal (laughs) Sith Sith Lord traps a bunch of people and slowly tortures them. But uh, something in the... Unnatural realm of yeah. the Sith world. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. That that's my pitch. Yeah. Either from the Sith or maybe like the the witches of Dathomir, oh, yeah. the Night yeah. Sisters. Yeah, yes. yeah. But I the the scenario that I would like to see because I was thinking about what you were saying too, uh, Jennifer, about like horror movies being the best when they're primal and they come out of a fear of your mm-hmm. of yourself. So I was thinking like maybe in the uh, the kind of classic era of the Jedi, some Padawans know that there's a temple. Or an mm. area that they are not supposed to go into. Because the Jedi tales with their Padawans are always about the Padawans wanting to prove themselves. Yeah. yeah. So you almost get like the teens going to the lake by the cabin when they know they shouldn't. Or going into old man so-and-so's house on Halloween yeah. night when they know that they should not. So if you come in there with that, like all of the old people and smart people say, we can't handle this. But let's try. And as mm. soon as they go in there, it is unnatural evil sith nightmare time love it and Ooh. they're trying to deal with it and, you know you get into a lot of this classic halloween tropes. yeah it'd be almost a little sith uh, or, or jedi goonies jedi i was just Go- gonna say that, that <laughs> jedi goonies but scarier seems really like current you know with stranger things i yeah. could see that happening oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. unnatural things yeah mm-hmm. yeah not from a jedi 
Yeah, oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, like we wanted that. to we wanted to touch on Halloween just a little bit there, a little bit, a little uh, bit. for creepy Snitch. times. I yeah. love the spooky, creepy times. I love it. So, uh, do you want to uh, move on to a couple audience questions? I think we got time. We got some great questions here. We love doing this here. You can go to our Facebook page and uh, write us uh, there, as some of our uh, folks did here, or you can go to Twitter, follow us at Force Center Pod, and use uh, the hashtag Force Center or uh, hashtag Force Center Pod if you're nasty. Uh, do that as well. Uh, <laughs> such a nasty hashtag. Um, <laughs> Uh, you can do that there. But we have a, a good variety of questions here. Yeah, we do. Uh, we have one from Amy Wishman Nalan, at uh, Amy Wishman. Uh, she asked a little while back, we've been trying to get this one on the show, what is your favorite hair hairdo slash hair substitute in Star Wars? I love this question. Yeah, what's the best to be on a head? Is basically. Uh, okay. Jennifer? This is what I'll say. What I love about Star Wars hair is that it's so specific. Yeah. You know, that there's no, like if I were, I actually, it was so funny. I was at the hair salon a couple months ago and mm-hmm. this girl was getting her hair done and I just saw like a little bit of it and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's getting her hair done like, uh, like uh, Ray. You know, with the three oh, ponytails. Yeah. It's so distinct. and yeah. But it looks really cool. So for me, my favorite hairstyle that started it all are the Princess Leia buns. Yeah. That is yeah. just classic. And it really became kind of like a trend in the uh, <laughs> 90s, I it think. Did. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. remember yeah. that? I wore yeah. my hair like that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can go two different ways. I'm trying yeah. to think of like... Uh, I had a I have a history of bad hair, bad haircuts. <laughs> um, so my hair growing up, I, I grew up in you know late seventies, born in seventy six. So I had the Adam Rich eight is enough bowl cut for a long time. So that was a little bit of Luke Skywalker. So I kind of yeah. like that floppy uh, Luke Skywalker hair. Yeah. Um, I kind of as I grow my hair long and lose hair at the same time, look sometimes like Palpatine in the prequels. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, that's okay. Um, but uh, you know, there's that. But I gotta take it goes to Princess Leia here. You know. Uh, the, the the hair buns are historic and iconic. Mm-hmm. My favorite Leia look is actually Hoth Leia. Oh, love um, that look. But, and, and I'm, I, I try to be very careful with my words now in this modern era, uh, the Leia that I'm most attracted to mm-hmm. yeah. is Endor Leia when she is living with the Ewoks. Oh, oh you when they that. took yeah, some time to do her hair when the Ewoks before were like, eating her oh friends. God. We we do your hair. Come here, come here. <laughs> we made a dress. Yep, nup. <laughs> I just always liked that long flowing hair and the one braid. And I thought oh. Carrie looked great and she yeah. looked great in the entire series. But like there was just some elegance to the beauty. And I yeah. kind of, uh, I kind of always was drawn to that. That's sweet. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, since we're all just sharing favorite Princess Leia hairdos. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Cloud City because uh, Cloud oh, City, all, talking about how they're, it's always purposeful, yes. it's exactly where she's at of like, I'm going to still look a little elegant in case mm-hmm. I need to charm somebody or smooth something over, but I'm also ready to run. Yeah. I'm ready to take care of business with this hair. It's a yeah. mixture of beauty and business. Yeah. <laughs> Not a, quite a space moment, but uh, then the uh, my other favorite actual hair would be Obi-Wan Kenobi in Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, because his yeah. hair is finally good. It's The prequels yes. do make it seem like a part of the Jedi process is we are going to give you bad hair mm-hmm. to keep anybody <laughs> who might be attracted to you away so you do not develop attachments. We'll give you this hair. Yeah. And then Obi-Wan's hair is great in episode three. He looks yeah. great across the board, but his hair is mm, uh, perfect. Good answer. So one bonus one just thought about yeah. here. Um, and, and true fans know the difference. Return of the Jedi Chewy hair. Mm-hmm. is my favorite chewy hair. Yeah. It's a little longer and it's a little bit more robust. Uh-huh. It's a little more unkempt. Yeah, he's yeah. almost got wookie bangs, right? Because like kind of the, the longest, kind of there's a little, a little bit, bit of framing bit. on the side. Yeah. 
It's not as a clear, you know, uh, Star Wars New Hope, Chewie is very almost like the Kenner figure itself. Just this almost just straight down. He's, yeah. You know, right. He's got a lot of Aquanet in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nothing's exactly. coming loose. Exactly. Oh, uh, that's great. A great. Great question. question. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Awesome. Awesome hair choices. We could do a whole hair episode, I'm sure. <laughs> we could. Uh, but our, our next two questions are Rogue One stuff to keep us on, on theme. Mm-hmm. Sam DeMann, uh, his Twitter handle is at your fave friendo, which is a great, great <laughs> handle. He asks, will we get an explanation for why it took almost 19 years for the Death Star to get built in Rogue One? Mm. Pick that one out because it's been haunting me. Mm-hmm. Oh. Feel like yeah, that's Catalyst. Yeah. I, think I think that's, that's the book, Definitely. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, I absolutely I think originally it was a uh, uh, Lucas plot hole that suddenly by Attack of the Clones, the Death Star was like already like, oh, it's a circle. We got it. It's a planet. Like, uh, the Genosans are going to build it. Um, why did it take so long? We don't know. George just did it. Um, yes. But I think we're going to get some uh, retconning or some retsplanation yeah. of uh, <laughs> what happened, and I'm excited about it. Yeah. My big hope is that it doesn't feel like overly uh, fixing a problem. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I I think it's fine that they started building it right away at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. The 19 years thing is a little bit of a problem, but I feel like since they've, they've drizzled in hints here and there about mm-hmm. what happened on Geonosis, clearly right. it started getting built near Geonosis. Yep. Uh, we know that Grand Moff Tarkin is going to be involved in the Catalyst book, so I feel like this story, my prediction is the story is going to be something went wrong with the way the Geonosians were doing it, mm-hmm. and that's where... Generoso's father comes in of right. we need somebody else who's going to be able to fix this problem that made yeah. our first attempt fail. Mm, yeah. 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 I'm looking forward to Catalyst for this very reason. I think we're going to get a lot of questions answered. Yeah. That's kind of how they've been selling it too. So, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that, that answers the question. Yeah, cool. absolutely. Final question is from Daniel Logic on Facebook. And he asked, Do you think Mads Mickelson, is that right? Mads? Yes. Mads Mickelson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mads Mickelson's character who it seems was forced, pun intended, <laughs> into the construction of the Death Star, that he deliberately designed it so it had the exposed thermal ports as a way of helping out the rebels and as a screw you to the Empire. Oh. Yeah, and I'm, I'm seeing that pop up a lot on YouTube, yeah. YouTube theories and everything. And I, it's certainly possible. It seems too simple for me, yeah. but sometimes simple is the answer. Yeah. Uh, my, my take is I really hope not, because I yeah. think mm. it diminishes... We make jokes because we're so used to the storyline of it. This is a fatal flaw. Oh, it leads reactor to the reaction chamber. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be almost impossible to hit. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be the Alliance found this desperate flaw that only a Jedi, a new hope, if you will, yes. could mm-hmm. possibly hit. And only if he absolutely listened to his instincts. Yeah. So to me, I want to preserve the story of like Luke still did something amazing yeah. that no one else could have done. Totally agree. Yeah. It would undercut what we have now yeah and and they do as they explanation things uh they do have to be careful to not take away from what we already know yeah yeah it would be too much of a wink wink to the to the star wars fans and it would really sorry i like actually demonstrated that but it wasn't like a smooth lando wink it was like an awkward like i got something in my eye wink so i apologize for that weird moment i'm glad that we're not recording this <laughs> uh, visually um yeah where was I? Uh, yeah, wink, no, wink. yeah, wink, wink. I think that would really like there, there would be no stakes. It, it would, it would, yeah, it would be horrible. Yeah. So it no. just it would tie it up too nicely. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know, which again, going back to the trailer, sometimes it ties that that second trailer for me tied up a lot of themes too 
easily for me. Yeah. Like, we got a new hope coming. <laughs> Let's calm down on that. Um, um, and it would be, it's, I think he's going to have something to do with the plans getting out and the plan, the reason that Jin's involved, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Right. If the last thing was he passed over a post-it note that said, by the way, there's a, there's a hole that you can hit it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Ah, yeah. Then, then why need? Why did you need Luke? And why did you need the Force? Yeah, and I do why like the, the tragic story that he made this horrible thing, mm. yeah. and he didn't. And there's no design flaws. He didn't. He could have just built in. You know, you guys can do Control Alt Delete. It'll <laughs> yeah. just fall out of the sky. Like he could have done something a little bit more obvious, maybe. But a great question, Daniel. And that's yeah. that's what a lot of people are wondering. It's one of the big things going into Rogue One and and into the book Catalyst. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for our questions for this week. So. Great, uh, good question. Says always, like I said, you can reach out on Twitter at uh, Force Center Pod and uh, use the hashtag Force Center or Force Center Pod. We'll find both. Facebook, you can just write us directly or put us a, put a comment up there on the page. And uh, we are still we're growing our Twitter numbers yeah. as planned, Joseph and Jennifer. But we are still putting out the big push for more Twitter followers. Yeah, we did. Uh, since the last time we recorded, we've added uh, I think over a hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're at about twelve hundred now. Our goal is to get to fifteen hundred. Our pledge. Drive where you don't have to pledge anything. Just follow us on Twitter, and then we'll give ourselves a mug. It's a terrible pledge drive. Goals, goals Goal, matter. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so so we're asking you if you like the show and you are on Twitter, please do take the time to follow us on Twitter. We post a lot of content that isn't just advertising the show. We retweet when the, when someone mm. when one of us has a funny Star Wars observation. We try to be a celebration point on the old internet mm-hmm. of Star Wars. So uh, please do go and follow us and tell your friends to do the same. Yeah. And, of course, we got some stuff coming up, too, if you're local. Uh, this week, if you're in Los Angeles, or maybe you're coming on out for L.A. Comic-Con, Stan Lee's L.A. Comic-Con is a big event. It's growing in popularity. Mm-hmm. has grown each year. We've uh, been, I think we've all been there at mm-hmm. some point or another. Uh, we're going to have some fun out there, Joseph and Jennifer. That's I right. can't wait. We're going to do a live episode of our show, Star Wars Counseling, uh, where we ask you to bring us your Star Wars grievance, something you feel bad about, and then we try to make you feel better. The light side is calling. Try to let it in. So it's it's a combination of legitimately trying to make people feel better about little things that bug them and having a little bit of sense of humor about yeah. maybe there's not always an answer, but yeah. Yeah, try to look at it from a different point of view. Uh, and uh, I will be leading the charge with Jennifer and Ken will be there with me as well as Mark Ellis yeah. from Clyder and Schmoes Know. So uh, I think it'll be a ton of fun. That's yeah. Saturday, October 29th at 4 p.m. And you can find all of the info exactly about it on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. Yeah, I it's room 406 AB, I believe. Yeah. It's a big room. Big yeah. room. Big room. We'll fill it. Ooh, Please wow. come on out. Joey Beans, I'm talking directly to you. <laughs> I know you're going to Comic-Con. It's our finally our time to meet. Come on out and bring your grievances. One of our longtime fans here. Needs, yeah. Needs yeah. To come on out. I would love to meet Joey yeah. Beans. Yeah, so that is that. That's coming up. Um, and as always, you can follow us on the various points. Uh, Jennifer, you've got that great YouTube page with a lot of wonderful things, including still the Wookie Teeny recipe, which oh. I suggest <laughs> anyone, if you haven't seen it, go look it. Thank look you. It up. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Jennifer Landa or my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jennifer Landa, where I posted my uh, trailer review as well as my reaction, as the kids do nowadays. <laughs> and I really did. Yeah, it was a lot of yeah. fun to do it live. Yeah. Not, not live. Oh, 
but, yes. but fresh. fresh. Fresh, exactly. Yeah, fresh. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. I just mentioned my website, josephscrimshaw.com. You can go there to check out my other shows, especially if you're in Los Angeles. Every month I do a show called Head Cannon, which is a game show about pop culture. It's lots of fun absurdity. So if you like the fun, absurd side of Force Center, you will love seeing this show live. So I got one coming up on November 10th. So check that out. Absolutely. You can follow me at Ken Napsock. And of course, uh, I'll be making my debut soon on Jedi Council over on Collider Video. So uh, follow them at Collider Video and uh, on their YouTube page, Collider Video, I believe is what it's called. I got to learn. It's a new job. I got to learn, man. (laughs) I don't even have a desk yet. Um, But it's going to be fun. Um, I get to to sit in a room with Mark Riley. We got some Star Wars memorabilia on the wall. I pulled out my Phantom Menace teaser poster. Nice. I'm going to finally get to hang that for the the first time. The shadow on the hut? Yeah. Yeah. A little ripped, but I think it'll be, be okay. Found it, got it, gonna be over there. So I'll uh, follow my adventures there and I'll be part of the council. But as I said up top, Force Center is stronger than ever. We got a lot of things yet to come. So for Jennifer, for Joseph, for the Jedi Goonies, we'll see you <laughs> next time. Bye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 